You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American <laughs> pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. And this is You Are Prime. We're back, baby. We haven't done a You Are America <laughs> main feed for a while, have yeah, we? We've been, we've been off the air for a while, but we are doing Drag Race UK. Yeah. So you've heard our dulcet tones, but we're, be- we're back. We're back. We're back. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the problem is that we have been, we're back to the podcast, but you and I have spent every waking second together in the time in between. So no. it's not like we need to catch up with each other. We no. need to catch everyone else up. But I don't think we've <laughs> properly debriefed on last weekend. No, we haven't. That's because true. Because we essentially had a Spanish vacation last weekend, as we were calling it. What did we do? We really did. We popped off to the Algarve, which is not Spain. <laughs> Well, Friday night, <laughs> Friday night we went out. Friday night we, we, yeah, Friday night we went to the Black Cat and then the Eagle. That's nice. Sat outside Alfresco Dining. Yeah, we, we, it was like we were, we just sitting, you know, just beside a nice port or like a little kind of harbour area. That's what it felt like. Like we just, actually, no, I saw a place earlier. We should try going there. Yeah. It looked nice. <laughs> Picnic tables. Picnic tables. Yeah, and then we went to the Eagle, which was just the Eagle as always. But it was one of those weekends or one of those nights where I was like, oh, am I going to need something to cover my shoulders? I didn't. Balmy. Balmy. Dead, dead. See that you do you say balmy like like the word which means crazy, but it is balmy. It's with an L, balmy. isn't it? But I think you it do say balmy. Balmy. Yeah, you don't say balmy, do you? So are you telling me I'm wrong? No, I'm saying balmy. None of no one says it like that, but it's how it should be said. Balmy. Balmy. Yeah. Balmy. Like Balmain. So then the <laughs> next day we got up a little hungover and we drove to the beach. We did listen to some great music in the way, including. Danzel's Don't You Know Bump It yeah, Up. Yes, we did. <laughs> you got to bump it up. We also had a very strange time at the beach. There was a marine right. a marine oh, yeah. layer that was only over just the beach. Wait, wait a minute. I think Fog. we might need to Yeah, we might need to explain the marine layer to listeners not in LA. Fog. <laughs> yes, but it's this weird thing, you're driving, it's all sunny, and then as soon as you get to the beach, there's like I don't know, a thing of cloud, but just over the beach and the ocean. <laughs> and it is, you can see the line of where yeah. it ends. This one was more specific than ever. Normally it's just generally over when you go to the beach, as in once you drive to Santa Monica, you're like, oh, the whole thing's kind of grey and misty. This was truly just on the beach. Like when we were on the other side of the Pacific Coast Highway, the PCH, it was sunny. And then we went under that tunnel, the Cheryl Call My Name tunnel, yeah. and it was in the mist. I do want to point out, if anyone doubted that we are British, we are, what, three minutes in and we're talking about the weather in quite a specific <laughs> and way. call my name by Cheryl. <laughs> Speaking of, by the way, yeah. um, I, we've never properly publicized this, but on our Instagram pinned at the top, I, I, I did do a change.org petition um, to beg Cheryl to release a Greatest It's Mega Mix to celebrate 15 years of Fight for This Love because that's next year. So just go and please sign that. I didn't realize that you'd done it so far in advance that it was it, to give her enough time to actually do it. Yeah. 
Oh, so that hasn't expired. We still need to push people towards that yeah, change.org petition. So please do. By the time this episode comes out, you've we'll probably heard Crystal on our Drag Race UK recap for episode three. Oh God, numbers. We just entered the matrix. I don't understand. <laughs> so here's the thing. Crystal descended on LA. And so that really whipped a whirlwind up. Yeah, Crystal's visits. What did we do Saturday night? We went out for dinner. We had a very late European dinner. Oh, God, we had that 9.15 reservation. 9.15. At a reservation called Bucchetti. 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 We we closed out the restaurant. We did. We also walked past a bar and saw a woman dressed completely normally, but, (laughs) but wearing, just casually talking to her friends, wearing a giant oversized cowboy hat. And we're not talking just a big cowboy hat. It was like a... Like a, a prop. It was almost like a. it would be on the head of like a, a figure at Disneyland. Like a big oversized head with like a well, cowboy hat on top. Like Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Well made. Well, yeah, it didn't really, look like a joke. Yeah. Really well constructed. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you, yeah, if you went to saw Yosemite Sam or someone. Is that his name? I can't remember. He's, yeah, he's not a so. Disney character, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So that was that. Then Sunday, what did we do? <laughs> Sunday, we we got oh. te- we were terrorized. Well, we went to a dance class in the morning. We did, which was amazing. So fun. Really fun. Danced our little hearts out, and and really had quite a tough time, both of us. <laughs> oh yes. Now here's the thing. I had a lovely. Got back, showered, and I had a no. Got back, had a nap, and then you woke me up from my nap to say, um, uh, Ben, just you know, just you know, um. Michael's here and I don't know why. Yeah. And it was like, Ugh. Yeah, we were terrorized. We went to a fun gay party on Sunday called Hot Dog and we were terrorized by podcast nemesis Michael who turned up unannounced. We were meant to meet him at the venue. He turned up unannounced, destroyed all of our plans, kind of threw like a bomb at us in there. <laughs> and we were, we really had to scramble and try and work everything out again. Yeah. And then we went to Hot Dog and had a great time. Slash oh, lost my mind. Hot Dog was so fun. Lost my shirt, lost my top, lost my mind. All, there was a moment there where it's a very LA party. Everyone's outside, it's lovely, it's sunny. And then suddenly you're indoors and it's disco. Mm. And I turned around at one point and everyone had their shirts off. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's about it. I have a moustache now. If you're listening to Drag Race UK, everyone knows I now have a moustache. That's the other piece of breaking news. Yeah, we do reels now on Instagram. <laughs> Speaking of Instagram. <laughs> this is our updates. We can just by now have a moustache. We now do reels on Instagram. Shall we do feedback? Yeah. Okay, if you want to get in touch with us, go mm. to your Welcome America on Instagram. Please rate and review us. We haven't had any ratings and reviewings for a while. Yeah. And uh, you can send us an email too on uh, your Welcome America podcast at gmail.com. Okay, we've got lots going on. Yeah, yeah, we've what? got a feedback log. Get it? Back oh, yeah. Log. Feedback log. Yeah. It's a really good joke. You were a comic? No, it was. Sorry, I got a text about some soy sauce. Yeah, no, I could, I could tell. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm now getting up our feedback. Okay, do you want to start? <laughs> I do. <laughs> We've had some very nice messages about us covering Drag Race UK. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so a lovely listener called Jen, Jen Wang, got in touch with us on the email address. And she said, hi, guys, as a Southern Californian living in Central Europe. So she's, well, we don't live in Central Europe, but we're not from Central Europe, but she's the reverse us. Uh-huh. Uh, watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK, your podcast for the past four seasons have been a godsend. You guys are so funny and so fantastic explaining things large and small to an American audience. Oh, that's very lovely. Nice. Thank you. Um, so, so thanks for from a thoroughly entertained and grateful fan, Jen. That's thanks, Jen. That's all we want is our fans <laughs> to be thoroughly entertained. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Jen. Yeah, we've also had a Tone Ring saying, great to see y'all still covering Druck, Drag Race UK. CB Mabin, 
And CB Mabin said, I woke up my very old, very deaf dog twice because you made me laugh. P.S. Her name is Ginger. It's very apropos of my next piece of feedback, okay, log. Hit, hit us. Uh, Dan B emailed us and they said, Hi guys, really enjoying the Drag Race UK season five coverage so far. I'm surprised you haven't yet accurately described Ginger Johnson as the Dermot O'Leary of drag. The 2000s likeness is kind of uncanny. Interesting. I need, well, when we watch this week's episode. <laughs> well, you don't know who anyone is. so uh, No, da- I remember Ginger Johnson. That's the one that you fancy. Yes. Yeah. And, that, and that's uh, fancy. He's wearing the trousers now. Uh, they, and Dan says, I also mirror Fraser's feelings towards Miss Johnson. Let's just say I'd be big brother's little brother anytime. B- Very good, Dan. Love a big brother reference. <laughs> BBLB. Big it's brother's back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces here and there. I know there's a, a woman in a mobility scooter that everyone's really living for and another woman who hid behind a wall when she when she walked in the house. Oh, I saw loving. that clip. Yeah. yeah. On ITV. Yeah. What kind of world do we live in? Upside down, back to front. What's the ITV player called these days? Do we know? I think it might just be called the ITV, ITV player. player. <laughs> How has that not been given a stupid name yet? Like Susan. What? What's... Now streaming on Susan. You know, some kind so of... So when you log in, it's like, hello, hello I'm Susan. I'm Susan. What do you want to watch? Yeah. What other feedback have we had? I feel like we've had bits and bobs. Oh, Camille got in touch. She sent us a video and the video expired. So we'll never know what that is. <laughs> yeah there's definitely a lot going on in the backlog so some of these relate to different older episodes that we never kind of we just never recorded again after so from the boy band special episode uh crystal actually got in touch with us uh for that one and let us know uh, that she was very excited to hear us talk about soul decision now they were the boy band that i mentioned because i i forgot that they were canadian okay uh, so she says faded was such a big song of my teens the thing with canadian hits is that you never know if they're genuine i.e american hits or if they're being force fed to you by the canadian context laws canadian context laws mean over 50 percent of all songs on the radio have to be canadian ah that right so like <laughs> so she said also it means that whenever a Shania or Alanis happens the Canadian radio stations breathe, uh, breathe a huge sigh of relief because they can play music people actually want to hear it's called Seacon I was yeah. learning about this today and apparently that might be why Rue and Michelle aren't doing Canada's Drag Race yes there's also just uh, Crystal sent us a great video of the Sugar Babes climbing to the top of the O2 which felt like too many of our things combined together yeah we d- yeah and also my issue with that video was they didn't do a drone shot so it's just them like clambering up and then they're standing on a bit of white material and that's it <laughs> and, and then we did get another follow-up from Steve Early about the boy band video and uh, he said just hey guys thought you'd you should know that Point Break's Declan Bennett has a one-man show this year at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival called Boy Out of the City I saw it at a small preview theatre in Kennington. 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 Great, only... tra- great transport links. <laughs> great, great, great transport links. Yeah, because you can go, you can take the bank branch or yeah. the Waterloo branch. Whatever. <laughs> not only was it fun and intense, it also included a lip sync to the singing does not put food on the table. Singing, what? Oh, scene from Sister Act 2. <laughs> what? That's interesting. He says he's aged well, I reckon, is what Steve says. I reckon. I reckon he's aged well. <laughs> Ruth got in touch. She... Thinks I can't remember where we said the the U.S. equivalent of Manchester is. Do you remember? Not a, not a ton, not at all. Who knows? But she thinks that it's San Francisco because did we not say that? I don't know. No, we obviously didn't. No, I can't even remember. But she thinks it's San Francisco because there's a bit of a hippy dippy thing going on, and then I can't remember else why else she said it was San Francisco. But whatever. 
wow, you did a great job <laughs> remembering that. Well, she said it to your she face, She said it to my she? face and then she sent it to us, but I can't remember on what platform or where she sent it to us. Threads? Who knows? Sorry, everyone. We, we, we promised that we really do... We really did see everything. It's just been quite a while since we've had to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Manchester, Alistair Marshall got in touch and said that we had actually put Manchester on the map because Chanel uh, is announced that they're showing uh, a collection there in December the 7th. What? Yeah. According to Women's Wear Daily. I wonder if that's because... I wonder if that all the time was so House Manchester opening. <laughs> I oh god! How, how much do you want to record an episode at Soho House Manchester or Soho House Glasgow? Yeah, I feel like they should fly us over there. Yeah, we should as influencers. Anything else that that's kind of slipped through the cracks? We do apologize about. There's definitely been um, some, you know, some tough admin to keep up with when we've not been recording. Well, how about this, everyone? <laughs> Why don't you rate and review us, please? And we'll, we always read those. Yeah. Also, on a Less confrontational note. What? Thank you so much for getting in touch with us, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, what were you going to say? I found I found Ruth's comment on about Manchester. Okay, sorry, Ruth. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so she said, I really love this episode. I've just left Manchester, so it spoke to my soul. But I think the US equivalent of Manchester is actually San Francisco because of the same spitting-in-your-face rainy mist and the hippies slash countercultural vibe, but mostly because it's actually a real queer capital, which is true. I think we might have said, like, Boston as, as it... Which is not nice of us. Which is not nice of us. Uh, just shout out to my friend Lydia, who's uh, a white wine drunk, who put the same comment twice on two of our different episodes and then had to try and rectify it. Lydia, who was here recently. Yes, who just came to visit. And um, that was the episode where we did, and just like that, and uh, Siobhan Harvey said, the editing in the closet of, and just like that is absurd. Um, also, you can submit an unfinished project to a film festival, but you shouldn't. Just don't do it. <laughs> I just remembered that's what we were talking about. And then we had someone get in touch because, uh, you know, we love a correction. Uh, Matthew Nevermat on Instagram said, it's the teeniest of minor details and nobody cares, in brackets slash parentheses, unless you care about proper history or the Industrial Revolution, which no one does. We do care about the Industrial Revolution here on You're Welcome America. Do we? I don't know. I just wanted to say that. Okay, he, you pointed at me when you said uh, that. The Manchester, I made the mistake of saying that Manche- the Manchester industry of, of old was mining, but it was actually cotton. He said Cottonopolis was its name, in fact. Cotton. And I got that wrong. I think mining was... Sheffield? Uh Uh-oh. Well, Sheffield Steel. God damn it. Where was mining? Yeah, but isn't that mining? No. No. Do you not mine for steel? (laughs) Where does steel come from? (laughs) I don't know. I just imagine kind of big girders of iron being hit with a mallet for steel. And obviously the only reason I think of it as steel is because of cutlery. That all comes from Sheffield, remember? (laughs) You're still made in Sheffield. Great. Well, it sounds like Manchester's had a really unproblematic <laughs> past with its cotton. Okay, shall we do the episode? How do you mind steel? That's so funny. Ben is first, and he's going to talk about our American topic. What do you got? Well, to some UK people, this might be baffling, but my American topic is the state of New Mexico now. New Mexico. Not Mexico. It's not It's not Mexico. It's not in Mexico. One of my friends from the UK, Paul, he messaged to say, are you in Mexico right now? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm in New Mexico. But that is confusing. Yes, it is very confusing. I do believe it's where Breaking Bad was set, right? In Albuquerque. Albuquerque. Yes. 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 That is correct. So New Mexico, looking on a map, it is... Next to Texas? Oh, I'm going to test you. Yeah, where is it? Yeah, is it is Texas is on the right of it. Correct. Uh, on the left of it is Arizona. Correct. And above it is... 
Nevada? Colorado. Colorado, damn. Okay. Nevada's more to the... Then... And then... Up yeah. above it's Colorado, yeah. then next to that yeah. is Utah, uh, yes. then, then Nevada. Yes, I always forget about Utah, even yeah. though I love Salt Lake City. So it's, the south, it's in the southwest, and it is one of the 50 states. It's also, not to get off track before you even talk about your topic, but Albuquerque was always where Bugs Bunny was heading on his... Oh, yeah. He, it, it was, wasn't he either going to Palm Springs or Albuquerque? I think so. Because he, he got to call it Albuquerque. Albuquerque. I thought it was a made-up place until... I've discovered it wasn't. Mm. <laughs> An exciting fact, I didn't go there. So that's great. <laughs> so I set off on a road trip, went via Arizona. On the way there, fans of my Instagram will have seen that two separate rocks hit my windshield. <laughs> and then over the the course of the next seven days, yeah, just cracks really appeared and joined. And then she was referred to as Tony Craxton. <laughs> This isn't necessarily eat, pray, love for you, but what would be the three the three words for this trip for you? Eat, pray, love. Let's work that out at the end. Okay. Once we've once we've discussed it. Okay. Went through Tucson, had a good time. I also went over my ankle on a hike on Tucson. It's fine. I still had a good time. <laughs> then drove into New Mexico, and that's where things really started to happen. Okay, I've already got the first two. Okay, go on. <laughs> so, Tucson or Arizona, very hot desert. Mm-hmm. Lots of cacti and crazy plants everywhere. You feel kind of like you're on a moon colony or something. As you're getting into New Mexico, it's the high desert. Mm. Oh, elevation. So it's still barren and deserty, but it's cooler. And there's snow in, snow in the winter. My first exciting bit was at a gas station. I did see a chihuahua. <laughs> Called? Uh, Franquito? Yes. Yeah, Franquito. And I obviously talked to the owner. And then I approached the chihuahua and it, Freaked out at me, which was perfect. What was the name of that trial we saw the other night when, when we were in Spain? Oh, it's called like, it was called like Alice or something. <laughs> Camilla or something Some, strange. Something, yeah. Now, when you were in Tucson, did yeah. you sing the name of the town to the tune of Tinashe's Tuan? I want to get Tucson. By the look on your face, I'm going to say no. Well, we're going to have to go back. <laughs> we are going to have to go back to Tucson because... There also was like a nuclear bunker silo that I wanted to visit, but it was closed that day. <laughs> Had lots of old technology of like old analog buttons. Right. And I just think it'd be good for me in terms of just different careers to learn about nuclear arms. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I then drove through Albuquerque, didn't go. And then I went to Santa Fe. Do you know the way, way to, to Santa, Santa Fe? Fe? Not the correct lyrics to that song. No, and the reason I want to bring that up is because podcast nemesis Michael sang that to me and I said, it's San Jose. Yeah, he should know about that because that's Southern California. Yeah. No, it's Northern Northern California. California. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try and correct me. I corrected myself. Okay, Santa Fe. Yes. Santa Fe is its own magical little world where artists have lived... It's all Adobe architecture. So Adobe architecture, how would you explain that to a UK person? It looks like mud huts with logs sticking out, round circular logs sticking out the top. Very strange. Mud huts. Have I ever told you my story about my some something racist someone said to me when I was a child? Uh-oh. Want to hear it? I'm nervous. When I, got, <laughs> when I got to my secondary school, so high school, so I was 11, and someone because I was the only child for miles that wasn't white. Someone asked me where my dad was from, and I said he's originally from the Caribbean, but he grew up here. 
And then they said, where do you live? And I told them the name of my village. And then they asked if we lived in a mud hut. <laughs> but they weren't being, they weren't being mean. They just didn't understand because yeah. they'd only met white people. And I remember it was a very early age where like sarcasm as a defense, me- defense mechanism kicked in. And I said, yeah, on our street, it's all semi-detached houses and then a mud hut that my dad built. And they were like, okay. <laughs> That's really good though. Yeah, I was proud of myself. Proud of 11-year-old me for enduring that racism. When I went to, this is obviously not competing in any way, shape or form, but when I went to university in York from Scotland, uh, someone <laughs> asked me, oh, in Scotland, do you, are you all wearing kilts and like hu- hunting animals and hills? And th-? I was like, no, that's genuinely what they thought. It's like, what? Anyway, Santa Fe. <laughs> Santa Fe is beautiful. Mm. And here's the thing. So many places you visit in the States, San Diego, that are just like boring and have no individual personality or thing going on. Santa Fe is its own world of art and architecture and design and lovely things. I stayed at a great motel called the El Rey and it was from 1936, same year my dad was born. (laughs) All renovated, great, very hip and gorgeous. Uh, My first morning there, I went to this place. Our friend Bordeaux got me a lot of recommendations. I went to this Mm. place. She knows New Mexico. She does. Pasquales, Pasquales. I went, (laughs) Pasquales. Thank you. There you go. (laughs) I'm in the middle of fucking, you know, New Mexico in Santa Fe. My server, oh, she's from she's from Yorkshire. Oh God! I was like, fucking hell! I was she's like, like what? Ah, yeah. I was like, what are you doing here? And she's like, all right, what are you doing here? <laughs> so we had a lovely conversation. She gave me some tips for the area. The food I had was. Did you talk about the weather? We didn't talk about the weather. Oh. But she gave me. I was like, I think I ordered this pancake thing. So it was a pancake with corn in it, mm-hmm. and then it had three toppings had uh maple syrup salsa and mole and you mm. mix it together i don't like mole i don't love mole i'm either. not a huge fan of mole i have to say santa fe is all mole <laughs> how do you describe mole to a british person it's like a thick brown slightly sweet because they use a bit yeah. of chocolate in it yeah sauce. It's, it's it's very heavy that's how i would describe it it is heavy it's quite dense and rich I had a, yes, I actually didn't love that breakfast, I will say. Thanks, Bordeaux, for recommending going there. No. Well, it was actually the server's fault. Yeah, the server from Yorkshire. Yeah. But we had a lovely chat. In general, I went to some lovely art galleries. Georgia O'Keeffe used to live there. There's a great art gallery there for her. Just in general, spoke to everyone. Yeah. Very chatty place. A lot of older people. Let me tell you about lunch. I had Christmas tree enchiladas. We're going to go through every meal of this entire trip. Yeah. Enchiladas, <laughs> Christmas tree, because it had three different types, a red, green, and something, and yellow salsa on top. Yeah. That's Love, fun. Lovely. Yeah. Went back to the hotel, had a dip in the pool, met a lovely couple from, older couple from Albuquerque, who were very liberal, don't you worry, because we talked <laughs> about all kinds of different things. I was a bit nervous at first. Yeah. Turns out, it's a very liberal place. Lots of lovely design everywhere, gorgeous tiles, all kinds of things in the evening. Because you do know I love live music. <laughs> yeah, famously. Uh, we in, both love live music. In the bar, I just chilled out and watched some live music. You know, in the bar. <laughs> Made some friends with some other gays. Oh, that's fun. That is fun. Don't like the sound of live music, but go on. The live music was awful. Yeah. I, when, when is it ever good? No, I've decided I enjoy live music, but either when it's small and intimate, but you can walk in or out if you feel like it. Mm. 
and there's no thing. Or if it's so huge, you've got an assigned seat. Right. <laughs> the in-between stage is when I'm a little bit like, oh, no. Yeah, trapped. Yeah. While I was in Santa Fe, we're going to have to talk about Meow Wolf. Me? Do you know what Meow Wolf is? Why are you saying it? What, what are you saying? Meow Wolf. Meow. Yeah. Wolf. Yeah, Meow Wolf. Yes. Okay. So Meow Wolf is this thing. The guy who did my favorite Lord of the Rings. What's his name? <laughs> J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, so apparently he lives in Santa Fe or whatever. Lives in Santa Fe. I believe so. Currently. I think so. No. (laughs) What, does he live in Mordor? What? (laughs) Oh, is he dead? No. What? What's going on? (laughs) What? George R.R. Martin. That's the one. (laughs) Yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh, that's it. The guy that wrote Lord of the Rings. It's Tolkien. Tolkien, who has been dead (laughs) for... Quite sometimes. Look, you know those things are just the same thing to me. The same pile of bullshit. Potatoes. So, there's this thing called Meow Wolf. My beloved, not chiropodist, not chiro- My chiropractor. Wagon wheel what to see. Dr. Josh. He had told me about... <laughs> real my mum word, chiropodist. about Santa Fe and mentioned Meow Wolf. And then people, everyone I spoke to was like, oh, you're going to Meow Wolf, oh, Meow Wolf, Meow Wolf. Let me tell you about Meow Wolf. I spent $40 in this ticket. You had to book your end entry time as well imagine if someone went to burning man mm-hmm. but also was part of the props department for movies and film and was also enjoyed the aesthetic of kesha that is what this experience was oh it's an experience it is an experience okay you walk in and it's an immersive environment in this massive warehouse where you pick up clues and you go through doors and there's slides in different areas and you walk around you would hate it yeah yeah i don't anytime someone says the word immersive <laughs> i'm uh, i'm already so unimmersed that i've i've left i mean it was very <laughs> this place about to blur <laughs> uh, 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 uh. i would go to an immersive actual kesha experience that's fun <laughs> I, it was it it was it was for straight people. Yeah. Straight people and families, and that's absolutely fine. I just don't enjoy that aesthetic very much at all, except there's one area where it's all, like, futuristic, and you, there's a robot, and you pick one vacation place to go, mm. and it'll be, like, skiing in Mars, or, like, the beach in Jupiter, and you press the button, and the robot's like, go, 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 going to Jupiter, and you enter a different room, and it's Jupiter. <laughs> It's really fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, that whole thing sounds bad. Yeah. So I left that. I went back to a restaurant I went to twice. And I've realized that, why well, I realized at that point that the vibe in general of Santa Fe is rich, older women who look like Diane Keaton. Yeah, I've heard turquoise jewelry is a... A lot of turquoise a, jewelry. Kind of a stereotype. There was a lovely... But, but there was this lovely... V- gorgeous older woman very loud but not annoying she was very loud in this restaurant but i actually wanted to hear every word Mm, loud but powerful oh and just great and she shouted over to me because i'd ordered a tuna sandwich she's like is it good what do you think so i advised her and we both had it and we loved it tuna tuna did you have to say tuna to her though so she could understand you it was a poached tuna sandwich spectacular (laughs) okay then i was gonna go to taos i was just wet I was going to go to Taos. I drove up this mountain and the elevation, you two, kept on going up. I went to this outdoor <laughs> spa that's like carved into the mountain oh, where there are like mud baths and different things. Mm. It was good, but it was like $65. I'm mm. like, I'm at a mountain in New Mexico. Chill out, everyone. 
They insisted it was weekend prices, despite the fact it was a Friday. Obviously, I had an argument with them about that, but that's fine. (laughs) Drove to this little town called Taos. Taos is sort of very hippy-dippy, Joshua Tree, straight people, but utterly beautiful. And I stayed there, and I met a German woman at a bar, and we had some drinks together. That was fun. And then... You met a lot of women on this trip. A lot of women. Well, the next day, a gay man... (laughs) Who I'd met, he was in Taos as well. So he told me that the local Pueblo, which is the traditional part of where the Native Americans lived, there was the Feast of St. Geronimo. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So we ended up going, not allowed to take any photos or videos, because if you're seen with your phone there, they confiscate it. It was this traditional Native American feast day. There was a sheep that was hoisted up and sacrificed on the top of a pole. At one point, people who are part of the tribe, they dress up, they're called shikaris, and they look like Beetlejuice, very Beetlejuice vibes, Beetlejuice <laughs> clowns. And what they do is there were 12 of them, and then they came over the Pueblo, they made all these noises, and then they picked up the local children and ran down to the river and dunked them in to bless them. Wow. Yeah. I was there. It was so cool <sighs> because... I would not have gone unless I'd met this guy who told me about it. And then I was suddenly at this festivities. It was very special. Okay. It was great. So it was a little Eat, Pray, Love then. It was a little Eat, Pray, Love. And while we were there, there was a dust storm as well. And all the dust picked up. Mm-hmm. And then as I was leaving, uh, I drove through the hardest hailstorm sto- hail I've ever driven through. And uh, Tony Craxton, I was gonna sh- say. she grew half an inch in oh. that storm. And then on the way out, I went to this place called Gallup and I went to a place called Gallup where they had this, I don't know, like cowboy hotel, which was very fun. Stole a mug from the room because I loved it so much. And then I went to the Grand Canyon for sunrise, but that's Arizona, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> Save that for the Arizona special. special exactly. <laughs> so that was my time in New Mexico. Mm. It was great. It sounds lovely. So what, what would you say is the eat, pray, love of that trip? Have you already got one in your head? Well, I was thinking maybe uh, crack, sprain, sacrifice. You want a comic? Oh, yeah. Crack, sprain, sacrifice. I'll take that. <laughs> what is the U- the UK equivalent of New Mexico? Hmm. Is it somewhere like Devon? I've never been. <laughs> but it's its own world with cookie things going on. Cookie, that sounds really derogatory, but just its own magical things going on. Yes. And that town that I always talk about that I went to with the, that's like styled in the, in like a Italian oh, yeah, village. Talk- it's a very unusual, unusual place, but it's definitely got an art edge to it. Yeah. Where else is arty in the UK? We're not. We can't talk about Brighton again. <laughs> Brighton's done. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there must be some sort of arty commune somewhere. Yeah. That's the Santa Fe, beautiful, gorgeous. Should I Google art commune UK yeah. and see what comes up? But Santa Fe is kind of, it was, art, you know, the art was happening 30 years ago. Now it's just Diane Keaton buying the art in Santa Fe. Right. <laughs> the most artistic, creative place to live is Bristol. It's the home of Banksy. Oh, no, that's interesting. That's interesting. I can, see, I can see Bristol emerging as a kind of a, a New Mexico, a condensed New Mexico. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, more of an urban city environment than the kind of sprawling deserts of New Mexico. But it's definitely got kind of a, I can imagine an art commune taking taking place in Bristol. Just outside of Bristol yeah. or something. Okay, well, it's all kind that. of countrysides outside of Bristol. It's all, um. Okay. What county is Bristol? I don't in? know. It's your country, not mine. I'm Scottish. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. Okay, so we're go- we're going to accept that, but we do Ruth give us a shout or anyone else in the UK is the UK equivalent of Santa Fe, Bristol. Let us know. You're welcome. <laughs> And we are back. We've done the US topic. Fraser, what's our UK topic that you've heavily researched? Our UK topic, which I've done approximately 0.000 and one episode of a TV show, is going to be the David Beckham documentary. I believe it's just called Beckham. I've watched, I know, which is confusing for us. Yes. I've watched all four episodes. You've watched one. Yes, you and I watched the first episode together and we both said that it was interesting and it was like watching history through like another lens. It was it was a very strange experience for us. So the first episode started <laughs> kind of talking about David Beckham growing up and him getting into football, US equivalent, soccer. Let's talk about his parents. As a sport. Oh, we love his parents. Ted and Sandra. Yeah, love. Sandra is a real... Sandra's a, she feels like a real powerhouse. Sandra, mostly seated in front of some double glazed windows with a kind of art object yeah, on the window. Uh, some objet, yeah. uh, some objet behind her for sure. Something from like a four star Marriott Bonvoy yes. has been plonked in the window. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ted, I mean, his name's Ted. What more is there to say? <laughs> So we really enjoyed them a lot. Yes. And we definitely got kind of, yeah, a look through kind of the looking glass of history, especially, you know, mainly the moment when he meets Victoria for the first time, aka Posh Spice of the Spice Girls. I really liked the way the documentary dealt with the reveal (laughs) of Victoria. Uh, She was almost like a kind of a a specter or a monster. Um, They they showed footage (laughs) of the Spice Girls uh, when David was talking about the first time you know, where they were watching the wannabe video and he said, I, I, I like that one, the posh one. And they showed a clip of the video, but they purposefully showed a clip where you couldn't see Victoria. Then they cut to the match, the football match that Victoria came to watch. And they had just footage of her back for for quite a long time. And then it was suddenly she turned around and it was like, Victoria's here. She's in the documentary. And who was she with? She was with, obviously, with Mel C, Sporty. a.k.a. Sporty Spice. She had to be, because she was at football. <laughs> she, imagine her being like, Mel, can you come? Because I, really, I don't really know what this is. Yeah. And Mel's like, I'll come. According to his Wikipedia, he's six foot tall. Who? David, David Beckham? Beckham. I thought he was shorter than that. Uh, I, mm. So, what was interesting for you and me is that it then, the, the documentary was then dealing with all of the things that were happening in David's football career as him and Victoria were getting together and getting more serious. But you and I only know <laughs> Victoria's, Victoria's side, side of, the of the story, which is her being on tour, her having to meet him in like car parks, translation parking lots, and them having to kind of keep everything under wraps because David, in in her words, you know, I was on tour and David was playing football. It's so just playing football, which yeah. is like almost so kind of throwaway. Like, oh, he's playing his ball game. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, our older brothers have gone to the park to play football. Like, yeah, yeah. David's gone to play football. So then <laughs> what was really jarring for you and me is that all these different football players and pundits and managers and names kept coming up that we both know from our childhood. But we know like, the names. But We've heard of the names. Taken in, it was like, there was a Glenn Hoddle here. There was the Alex Ferguson there. Yeah. There was a Rio Ferdinand walking in this. There was Roy Keane at some point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
it was it was very strange hearing all those names and putting faces to names that were just lodged into our brains forever. I, I like that anytime there was Spice Girls footage, we knew exactly where it was from. It's like, yes. Oh, that's when they were on tour in 1998 in America. And that's from that that, DV, that, that video they did. Yeah. That, that tape of the behind the scenes of the tape. tour. Tape. <laughs> also turns out that Sir Alex Ferguson is another option for me for Snatch Game. Yes, very, very much He so. is such a specific Scottish man. Like, like the way he talks was very like this. And I, yeah. I just said to David, you're like my son, you're going to play football. Very dour. Very dour. He's the definition <laughs> of the word dour. He really is. He like, was a, like a rainy Scottish afternoon, isn't he? In a later episode, he talks about, well, in that game, the fans were giving it laldy. Giving it laldy. Laldy. Like, like going for it. Like a French Aldi. Le Aldi. You are a comic? Well, the fans, well, the fans <laughs> in that game were giving it laldy. 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 One of the one of my favourite things about the episode that I watched is that every single straight man who talks about who talked about <laughs> working with David when he first joined Manchester United and the England team and all of the stuff is that every single straight man, and it does not seem like they were prompted to ever say this, talked about how good looking David Beckham is. Yeah. It was I really enjoyed that because it was it's true, we all know it, but I thought that they would all be too kind of football macho kind of toxic to acknowledge it but every single one of them was like you know and then david joined the team and he's just so good looking (laughs) he's such a pretty boy he's he's such a good looking guy (laughs) it just was like constant 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 none of them none of them except one when he gets to real madrid in the later episodes there's a hot guy there like i don't know what his name is but dark very attractive right but no one is on david's level and none of them have none of them have like used their money to look much better, which is kind of fascinating. <laughs> a lot of them are, one of them in a lot of his interviews is standing wearing a fleece as if he's just entered the Well, room. you and I had a lot of trouble with the brothers from, one of them is now the manager. The Beale? manager. No. <laughs> Who's Ian Beale? Ian Beale from EastEnders. Okay. It's hard. Like, very average men from the UK are just so difficult. It's really hard to keep them... A Neville. It was was Phil and Gary Neville, Neville. not Ian Beale. Never knew those were different people. We were having real trouble (laughs) telling which one was which in that documentary. And yet, it it was either one of them or both of them walking around. Yeah, there was fleeces. There was, like old snooker halls there was just a lot of, <laughs> everyone was being interviewed in snooker halls pubs and and like on the street and then david was like shot in this like beautiful kind of salon area like looking gorgeous in his cotswolds home yeah like looking better than the rest of them so there's obviously a very famous clip of victoria from the documentary where he bullies her into admitting that her dad drove her to school in a rolls, rolls royce, royce. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is amazing fun. There was the whole moment of the sarong. Yes. Someone's talking about it and that they said, oh, like about the sarong thing. And he's, his response to them was like, oh, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Rather it's just than the so, beginning. Yeah. This is just the beginning. You're going to see more and more. And I was like, wow, that's a really, that's, that's a really fun response. And he was right. Yeah. We certainly did. In general, because we were not really au fait with the football world. Everyone is just very intense. Yeah. Like the fans, the people, the negotiations. And there's so much, particularly from Alex Ferguson, who clearly loves David and David loves him. But there's so much just like, if you guys just sat down and had an actual proper conversation right. and just said what you really <laughs> felt or thought, things would be okay. Because I, I can't remember exactly how it happens in a later episodes, but David essentially gets booted out no pun intended from manchester united because he 
Sir Alex Ferguson hears that he's going for a meeting with Real Madrid. Right. So he then just gets like, he, no, that's what happens. <laughs> he hears that David's gone for a meeting with Real Madrid. So they then decide to like sell him or transfer him to a player to a different club, like Barcelona or something. David's like, but I don't want to leave. And he's like, well, you had that meeting, but they don't even have this conversation. <laughs> so then David's like, well, I don't want to go to Barcelona. I may as well go to Real Madrid. So then he goes to Real Madrid. <laughs> well, and again, we know, we know that story from the other side. Oh, yeah. But when wait. Victoria lived, spent all of her time in, you know, Madrid. And then there's a whole great thing about Victoria being very careful, being like, I didn't, it's not the people or the culture or the country. I just didn't love my time in Spain. It's <laughs> so all of that conversation. And then David gets approached about moving to America to do um, LA Galaxy. LA and everyone's Galaxy. like, everyone's like, don't do it. This isn't going to be a good idea. And then David, David's like, I'm not sure about doing it. And Victoria's like, I love the idea of going to LA. <laughs> right. So and that's then, very And fun. again, we know that from the other side yet again, from Victoria, Victoria Beckham, Beckham coming, coming to America. America. <laughs> now, did we, was there a discussion in the later episodes that I didn't see of my favorite time in the World Cup in Germany? Baden-Baden, the kind of height of the wag kind of phenomenon no there wasn't much waggery going oh, on because there's that there's that was it was did i say all those things right i just remember I everyone know. saying baden baden all the time i don't remember I that's don't the know. that was the cheryl victoria colleen yes. kind of pictures where they were like all every, they were walking those like in white white short shorts and like wedges down streets of germany <laughs> wedges oh, gorgeous times well you know i want that height but i gotta be sensible in those <laughs> european cobbles, cobbles. <laughs> No, there wasn't. There was a lot of a lot of being like, well, Victoria being at the game was a distraction. There was a whole plot line about he was seen at a party holding a glass of champagne, but then the next day he didn't turn up to work because he called in because Brooklyn, as a baby, was in- incredibly sick. Right. So a lot of that kind of stuff going yeah. on. It was like, oh, God. Yeah, looking back on it now, there was a lot of like weird jealousy about him just being really famous, wasn't there? Yes. And like weird extra pressure on him to... And also the fans were so gross. They were like, there was... In every club he went to, something went wrong and he was blamed. And then he had to like fight his way back to the top. My favorite part about us watching together was every time they showed crowds or football fans like reacting to games, you and me both went, ugh, oof, ugh. Oh, grim. The only, the only crowd shot I liked was when they were talking about the, that first World Cup, that famous like World Cup moment. And they had some like pub footage, which looked like it was shot in like the <laughs> 1950s, even though it was the 90s. And they were panning around this crowd. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, drinking this beer. And there's this one very sophisticated man drinking this very full <laughs> glass of red wine, like really <laughs> sipping it and like being like, oh, the football. Mm. <laughs> you miss in later episodes of some great shots after. So... I mean, we vaguely know this, but David Beckham got a red card and was sent off so they didn't win the World Cup or whatever cup it was. Who knows? Yeah, the football cup. The football cup, the ball cup. FA Cup, and so, UEFA. So the next day, the the news are interviewing people. I think it's at Piccadilly Station. <laughs> and, and it's just really fun seeing people at Piccadilly being like, oh, no, he shouldn't have done that. He lost the game for all of us. Not being funny, but it was a not really... Being funny. I'm not being funny, but at the end of the day, that he shouldn't have done it. You can see like a John Menzies in the background. <laughs> John Menzies! upper crust. That was very fun. Also, in later episodes, Victoria's wearing red leather and holding a camcorder at the side of the pitch. Really enjoyable. Also, a big star in it, 
the receptionist oh, at Manchester yes. United. Yeah, we loved her. She was like an older lady who used to deal with other fan mail and she's been brought back in. She's wearing like a, a duffel coat. And actually, she's very bundled up at the reception <laughs> desk where they're filming her. Yeah, and she's talking about people sending in bras and, bras and knickers for David. But then apparently later, a lot of death threats got sent in as well. <laughs> Thought of her opening death threats. Know, How can people do that? She's, and she, she wouldn't talk about them. She was like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that, but it happened. Oh. It was really quite rough. She was, yeah, she was a breakout star. Her and uh, David's mum. David's mum. Oh, she gets feisty later. Yeah. At one Sandy. point when Glenn, Glenn Hoddle like does, <laughs> does stuff or is like doesn't defend David publicly or whatever yes. it is, Sandra's all like, she says something along the lines of, I don't feel bad things towards people, but I hate that man. Oh. And then- I feel one, like with their accent as well, she calls him- Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle. No H. Glenn Hoddle doesn't feature in the documentary. No. Victoria comes for Glenn Hoddle at another moment as well, mm-hmm. which is terrifying and really fun. Yeah, we're then moving to LA. David's saying he was unhappy in LA. And the direct quote from Victoria's, I finally felt at peace. <laughs> oh. uh, she made so much sense in LA, didn't she? God, remember that scene where she goes for the lunch with all those Beverly Hills women? Oh yeah, there's the one that, that does that, the dolphin The woman that does a, a dolphin impression and she does all those shots of tequila. Yeah, that's fun. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, later in the episode, David says that he's like, yeah, watching all this stuff back. I mean, like, I sound exactly the same. And then he turns to Victoria and said, your voice has changed, <laughs> which is pretty fun. And then the whole thing ends with them and the kids in, they have some sort of like out, rustic outhouse mm. and he like makes food on a grill there. And then him and Victoria are line dancing. But they're like line dancing to like Lionel Richie or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then obviously at the end, it shows that he's got that club in Miami now that he deals with. He owns a club in Miami. Does he? Yeah. Oh, no. Football club. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what's it called? David's? <laughs> David's. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he's got his football club in Miami and all the the nets, <laughs> the nets of the goals are bright pink and all the strips are bright pink. Oh, I thought you were going to say have like Victoria's face in them. <laughs> That'd be good. Just <laughs> what's, what's, So when you score a goal, you're like aiming at Victoria. It, yeah. <laughs> oh. And out of your mind just plays automatically every time you score a goal. <laughs> doot, doot, doot. <laughs> so who do you think is the US equivalent of David Beckham? I th- it's gonna do be... you think it's like Michael Jordan? As in just that kind of name recognition... Although I don't know about, it's hard because I was trying to think of it from the spouse angle and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't think of a, a woman oh, whose fame was Tom Brady. Oh yeah. With Giselle. You're right. It does feel, God, he's so bland, isn't he? Yeah. But that's the thing. David has an element of bland, but he's he actually does. not. He's lovely and funny. And have you seen his, have you seen Tom Brady's Hertz rent-a-car adverts? With what's her favorite? Avon Orgy. They are really dire. What is happening in them? I did, they're doing like a fake talk show. I don't get it at all. And they're just the unfunniest and most... I like actively would don't want to rent a car from Hertz because I don't want them to think I did it because of him. I don't understand the concept of those adverts. I don't. Speaking of just US sports people, mm. have I discussed with you my theory that, I, that for a really long time I thought Steph Curry was a, was a woman? Oh, <laughs> no, that's... I thought they were talking about a woman called Steph that played tennis. That is What totally sport does Steph fair. Curry play? Uh, NBA basketball. Right. I just kept hearing I think Steph, he's NBA. I kept hearing Steph Curry this, and I think 
the name Steph kind yeah. of morphed into Steffi Graf for me. So I was like, oh, Steph Curry, she plays tennis. I, also, in the UK, you would never have a guy's nickname being Steph. Or you would have been Stefan. Yeah, it just would be... Steph is such a Stephanie. Yeah. God, girls are not called Stephanie anymore, are they? Baby Stephanie. Baby (laughs) Stephanie. (laughs) Stephanie would be a good name for a chihuahua. It would be a perfect... Yeah, never Steph. Always full name Stephanie. Stephanie. (laughs) Uh, She will not respond to Steph. Do not call her Steph. Call her Stephanie. Stephanie. Yeah, well, let's go for the US equivalent of... Of David Beckham being Tom Brady, but we're open to suggestions. Yes. And there is a better. Never forget that I thought for a really long time also that the Tom Bradley terminal in LAX was the Tom Brady terminal. And I was like, this is America. Everything's named after like famous people who are alive. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Right. I'd call this a real return to form, wouldn't you? (laughs) This has been... (laughs) This has been a... We've gone all over the place in this episode. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Drop us a message on Instagram. Email us at... You welcome America podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, this has been a real episode. Yeah. I have a moustache. You've been to New Mexico. Steph Curry's a man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out... Steel is mind. Steel is mine from Iron Ore. From Iron Ore. God, I forgot we covered Iron Ore and Steel. Uh, please listen to our Drag Race UK uh, recaps are happening yes. every week as well. And you'll get Ua whenever Ua Prime whenever we feel like doing yeah. it to so back off, okay? Yeah. Don't don't stress us out about Ua Plane. I, I can't handle it. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.